1: He's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford takes
0: yet another step up the ladder. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lad from Manchester <inaudible> who, who scored. Only chance in my team like Manu. Yeah, like Manu. Thank
1: again, you in my <laughs> oh,
0: how about Martial is isolated. Skirtle here. Oh yeah!
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the moga podcast. I'm joined
1: by Mariah. how you doing, brother? I'm good, bro I'm good how are you i, I
2: I'm feeling good I can't even uh,
1: I don't know yeah.
2: why. But... I feeling it's, good. Been, it's been a
1: while since we've had to watch United play. So plus um, <laughs> I've got that mimic Tom pack today as well. I can't even lie. <laughs> Hello. Hell he, there's a period you just ran into the box hoping someone would tip him. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna run literally. Hopefully someone trips me over and hopefully I get a penalty. That's right. that's haram. That's the haram football he's brought to the to the world stage, man. Amazing man. guy.
2: He's, he forgot he forgot that. Permanent tax don't work outside Man United, man. You can't mm. the- mm, mm, and, of course, we've got Michael here as well. How you doing, brother? It's good, man. It's good. This weather is... I ain't got
3: aircon in my house, man. I need to get that. I need that, to get that. That explains a lot. That a that, that lot. <laughs> <But, laughs> no, no. no, you right out just
1: before the pod.
3: Nah, <laughs> nah. Well, it's come being first trapped for mandem. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you make nah, aircon call- <laughs> ASAP, but we're healthy, man. We're healthy.
2: That's good. That's good. Before we get into the pod, um, of course, there's a few housekeeping stuff. So with the YouTube, with all the club pods on there, along with the other affiliated touchline media, like Courtside and Pitch, Court, Courtside and Pitch Stop. So um, yeah, I mean fanslide as well. Michael, you Mm. were on it today. Yes, um, yeah. What did you think of it? Because I think you were on it for the Poland and Slovakia game, right?
3: Yeah, man. Like, to be honest, that game, I didn't really have no, like, I didn't really have any motivation to watch it. But then when I got the fanslide thing, and then obviously I was playing for some money, it was going to go well. Like, I thought, let me put Lewandowski in my team and obviously Lewandowski, when he's at Bayern Munich, he does his thing. But... He let me down today. Let me down today. Um, Fanslide, if you haven't heard about it, it's basically like an in-play app. And you basically pick a few players uh, that you think are going to do well in the game. Obviously Lewandowski let me down. And then it allows you to sort of compete for cash. Uh, I heard, I don't know if it's true, you guys can confirm it for me, but I heard they've got like 10k up for grabs the whole pot. Not one game, apparently the whole Euros. I don't think the money, <laughs> they got money like that. But there's obviously a 10k pot for you to play with. And if you invite a friend to go on the pod, they can also sort of get involved and you can split some of their winnings as well. So I recommend it for games like Poland-Slovakia where like, if it's not an England game, you may not be supporting. Like I'm going to check out the England... France, Spain games like that. But the Poland-Slovakia games, where I'm not really interested in it, it just makes it a bit more interesting. So I'd recommend it to our listeners. If they if they want to make their Euros a bit more interesting, a bit more lively, then get on fan slide and let your people know as
2: well. I mean, fair enough. But to put it on and that dusky in an international tournament you didn't do you didn't do your homework bro. i did done i didn't <laughs> like like i thought you know what this guy he, he's the world's best number nine that's what everyone be telling me everyone
3: be telling me that so i'm like all right cool european stage let let me see what he's doing and he's quiet
1: armband for nothing
2: what? When he's with his Warsaw br- brothers, that guy turns ghost, bro. <laughs> bro
1: oh, <I> Is <laughs> he their record goal scorer? You have some respect, man. <laughs> bro, yeah. have you seen? Have you seen who he scored against? There's, there's like three good team. What San Marino the whole, and them, man? It's the a whole Sixty-six team. goals for them. How can you yeah. say there's only been three good teams he scored against? Bro, there's like there's Germany, Portugal,
2: and there's someone and and Chile. The rest of them they look like bums. <laughs> 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 And you and you can't even deny it as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Listen, you got me.
2: <laughs> you got me. <laughs> all right, all right. So um today's pod we decided that um we're gonna do a whole pod on the main man, Odi Gunnar Solskjaer, because we thought that as much as as much as we talk about him, I feel like we have not gone into depth about everything surrounded him and provided a balanced, a balanced enough argument on what on the job he's he's done so far and even last season. So, um, in terms of what I want to do is, I want to get the perception of what we were going to do before the season started. I I know there was a last season started. In fact, I know there was a short break between the Europa League final and when we face Crystal Palace. But um going in that month, what did you think were what did you what were your expectations and then what did you think was going to happen Michael? To be honest, I think we before the season
3: started, we were all like, oh where do you think we'll finish? And I think the majority of us on the pod thought that uh top four wasn't gonna happen. And I think maybe it was only Timmy that was like saying now top four is gonna happen. So generally, I'm I went into the Jimmy season.
1: Sebi were saying the title rates. Don't don't forget. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> twenty one yeah, and twenty one. They were saying that from 21. the start.
3: Yeah yeah. Let's give let's give both of them their credit. They they were they was they were all saying look we're gonna do something. I in my heart I thought nah not with this team. I didn't think we had we had it in us. So then obviously to go into the season then to get to January and we're top. You're thinking rah. What's going on? What's going on? And then. Uh, our season just dissipated after that. We obviously we ended up second, so he definitely beat my preseason expectation. But the way we finished second isn't something that we should be proud of. If that makes any sense.
2: Yes, it does. It does. I mean, the season started and it was still in the middle of of a transfer window. We started a week later than everyone, so I believe it was on September the nineteenth against Crystal Palace at home, mm. and um. we lost we lost we lost we lost lost 3-1 very comfortably um palace were the better team um it was um covid 19 pogba put in a put in a COVID 19 (laughs) performance um it was it was pretty much the team that finished last season so everyone except for tom coming in from matic so it was pretty much the same team outside of that. Um and then afterwards we faced we faced Brighton in that infamous game where uh Bruno scored in after the final whistle. I believe the only change for that game was Matic coming back in for McTominay. And then after that was the 6-1. Um the 6-1 versus Spurs and um I don't think any more needs to be said about that. So, considering the start we had, including the fact that by by that point we had one signing by by the start of October, um, it was looking pretty doom and gloom. So, um, once we got to the end of the transfer window, we got Cavani, Telez, Ahmad, and Palistrini. Uh, Mariah, what did you think the season was? Wh- how did you think the season was going to pan out after that point?
1: Um, honestly, listen, I was one of the people who didn't think we were going to finish in a top four. Um, and the start of the season just kind of compounded those beliefs. Um, obviously at the time I didn't know Popa was suffering from long COVID. Um, but I wasn't impressed with him. Generally, obviously, wasn't impressed with um how Matic had started the season. You got Fred. You got McTominay. Um, we weren't looking good. Marshall. Started poorly, that was somebody I backed heavily to kind of really make a good run at 20 gold in the league. Um, for this season that have just passed, so once we started like that, I was already, yeah, writing the season off to be honest with you. And actually, um, my perspective was more, it was a matter of time before we were seeing Oli lose his job. Um, yeah, and I'd seen nothing to change my mind in regards to that. Um despite that you're always kind of it's it's always tough when when you don't believe in a project but you obviously support a team because whenever your team wins you're not unhappy but you realize it's like to what end okay we've won this match but we've got a manager who I don't think is good enough for the job who I don't has any think has any vision who I don't see improving this team so yeah I'm happy with this kind of result now but in the next few days I'm gonna be pissed again uh, and that was surely the case so yeah, I was somebody you thought not finishing in the top four and the start of the season was just confirmation to me.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. So we go, so there's another, so there's an international break. Um, we come back versus Newcastle, Chelsea, Arsenal and Everton, if I remember correctly. Um, So in in those games, there was two wins, a draw and uh, quite, sh- Probably the one of the worst moments of the season. I was about to say the worst, and then three more flood fl- flooded my mind that came later on. But that loss against Arsenal, um, we hadn't won at home in the league yet. Um, we had, I believe, if I uh, if that 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 would be three wins from our first seven games. Um, Pogba was the main reason for for the loss because he of the penalty. Um, we had been tactically outdone by an Arsenal team that had just come off a loss against a Leicester side that had started quite poorly. They had a a few injuries. Um, After that loss, um, what were you thinking? Um, Right now, I'm discounting all the Champions League games in in between because that's going to get their own special section because of... um, that disaster class in December, but um, this is open to the floor. Um, after that Arsenal loss, and what, like, what could, did you even think we would be able to qualify
1: for Europa? <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was our level. But the thing is, yeah, usually when we go into games against Arsenal, I'm I'm pretty like um nervous. Like, oh yeah, it's Arsenal, they're gonna find a way to get a result against us. But that Arsenal side had watched them and they were absolutely abject. They could not create any chances. They were going 90 minutes and having like one shot on target. Like, so I was like, listen, the worst case scenario in this game is we draw with them. I could not comprehend in any world where we were gonna lose to this Arsenal side. I knew Oli was capable of not necessarily beating them, but I couldn't comprehend us losing to that Arsenal side. Um and I feel like that win saved um, Arteta's job essentially. He was on a horrible horrible run of form up until then. Um and Ollie just has handed it to him. Partey started and obviously for the Arsenal fans it was Partey versus Pogba. For us as well because it was another midfielder who was supposedly better than Paul Pogba. Um and Paul just served up again still suffering from long covid which we didn't know at the time and um, gave away the penalty. Um and I was so disappointed. Because that was such a poor Arsenal side, and I'm pretty sure that off the back of beating us, they went on to like lose their next game. Like it wasn't kind of like the beginning of a good period of form for them. It was like we just let a team that was crap beat us. Like they They, didn't
2: actually. They got absolutely battered by Aston Villa in the next game.
1: (laughs) Exactly. They we we let we let a team that um yeah they 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 we let a team that we knew weren't good beat us um. And that's when I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm over this shit now. Like, you cannot, we could can lose to a lot of teams in this league. But I'd seen the Arsenal team. And against all sorts of teams, they weren't creating any chances. So why are we letting them beat us? I, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it, to be honest. I wanted Oli out that, that same game. Um, For funnily enough, we
2: did actually lose our next game, the infamous Istanbul game, if I remember cor- correctly. Um. Yes, it was. Um. Uh, but anyway, so we went on to beat Everton after that. Um. It at that point it seemed like Oli was his job was on the line.
1: That so, saved that Everton results is what saved him. We lost to Arsenal, then we lost to Istanbul. Well, the league cup. that back. The Poch rumors were starting to come out again. Mm. Um, they're talking to Poch, 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 and we were very much. I'm pretty sure. Up until then, Everton were decent. Like I didn't rate it that Everton side. But remember, they started that season well. James Rodriguez yeah, was like, right. they were yeah. trying to bring the beautiful game back. Um, they were trying to bring the beautiful game back to Liverpool. And I was like, yeah, if they can beat us, Oli is gone. I could smell it. And then we put together one of our best performances of the season, when you look back in hindsight. That was the mm. game when... Um, Cavani scored the yeah. screamer. No,
2: um, no, no. That no, was, this was when Bruno scored two in quick success. Oh, and this three. ain't the League Cup, this is the League no, no. This,
3: this is the league. league, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, 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 when
1: yeah, when yeah. Bruno scored. And it was one of our best performances of the season. And up until then, I was on Bruno's case. I was going to use another word. Yeah. I was on, the, <laughs> on
0: Bruno's
1: case. But um, yeah, he, he pulled out uh, what, he pulled one of his best performances of the, one of his best performances of the season. And Cavani got his first goal as well. If I if I remember correctly, so yep.
3: yeah, like, near post finish, yeah, yeah, it was
1: that like the one where um last minute Bruno just passed it to him and then he just he just slotted it in? I was like, Argh! again, Ollie, you can't beat this guy, man. He's on yeah. the ropes and he manages to pull out a result. And yeah, he did it again. Um And as you said, that
2: was a bit of a turning point in the season because we actually went down in, in that game as well, and then the players managed to pull it back and. After that we had West Brom, that awful game. Uh, we had to have a we had we had oh, to yeah penalty had to had win, to, isn't it. Yeah, had to have a penalty to win. Um, then after that was the Southampton game. Um, Cavani, I mean, bailed Cavani bailed us. Cavani belled us out. Then there was then there was West Ham away. And then there was Man City. Paul Poggs, West Ham away. Yep so More to finish it so ha- having won having won two games out of our first six i think it is yeah two games out of our first six we won double the amount in the next four games so we won four out of four um did you think that would would you would you have envisioned that we would have been even after those four games would you have have envisions that we would be like you said Mark at the start that we will be top by January? no <laughs>
3: no, like they, they there were some decent wins in there, and obviously our waveform sort of picked up and that was our sort of shining light. that's what kept us competitive as was our away from this because obviously at home, I don't know obviously I don't know what's going on. At OTs, like without the fans, that team don't know or what don't want to play. I don't I don't really get it. Um, but I definitely didn't see us. I just thought we'll just sort of bouncing back from a period of some poor results. But I thought we'll just slump again. I was expecting us to slump, but we were just kind of waiting for the slump. Um, because loads of these games, we were scoring last minute goals, which Again, more time. It, it's difficult because when a team scores last minute goals consistently, you you call, you call say mentality, they're driven, they've they got good fitness levels, they really believe in themselves. But then, I don't know, because it's Oli, maybe this is just me not giving him enough credit. I'm like, is it, I'm, I can't all put it down to luck, but I'm like, how is he doing this? I guess that's the question. Is that just me not giving these props? Or is that me just, uh, not, maybe I'm just not giving him these props. I don't know. Um, because we were consistently scoring late goals to win. Obviously, we, we, we speak on uh, Southampton. We speak on, obviously, Everton was uh, and cake and stuff like that. So he was getting wins, uh, coming from behind, which shows mentality and winning games, uh, which is good. It's just, I just didn't understand why we couldn't translate that to our home form, but we were doing that very well away.
2: Fair enough. I mean, so the reason why I stopped at the West Ham game was because afterwards was the Leipzig game. And we were put into a group that, when it was drawn and we, we assessed the feeling we had beforehand, we thought it would be a very difficult group to get out of. So, I mean, within our first two games, we faced our two toughest op- opponents. We eked out another win away to against PSG with Rashford scoring the winner yet again. And then we put in probably one of the weirdest games where it was tight and then two changes of Rashford and Bruno absolutely spun the block and we ran out 5 nil winners in a squadron that was more comfortable than the game suggested. And then we basically undid all that good work by losing to Istanbul away with pretty much the worst goal I've seen conceded in my life with that Denver Bar first goal. We did manage to get some sort of revenge with by beating them at Old Trafford, but we would lose three-one versus P- PSG. I mean that game deserve that game deserves three more pods before we die. <laughs> 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 the man management there stank, yeah, definitely. And then, we, definitely. and then we come to Leipzig, where we managed to find ourselves 2-0 down within within the first 15 minutes or so mm. and have we ended up losing 3-2 um, the winning goal being a, calam- a calamity between De Gea and Maguire so overall the Champions League campaign what did you think of Ollie's management of that campaign c- considering that the, we had a game every single week
3: uh, I what, what I didn't understand. Uh, I'll just come in there quickly. Like, what, what I didn't understand is that we had a brilliant start. You, we had the most difficult game first. PSG, the most, the best, well, yeah, the best team in that group away from home, and we come away with a two-one win. Then to sort of supplement that with a win against our other rivals at home. So you're literally going into the into two games against the worst team in the group. You win those two games, you're through. Job's done. the The last two games aren't even an issue. How we went to Istanbul and lost be be beyond beyond uh, comprehension, beyond comprehension, and that that's what put us into problems. You know, you lose a game that you shouldn't lose, then you'll you think of right, how am I going to pick up another another few points now? And then obviously we saw what happened. Um, so you lose a game you shouldn't lose Istanbul. Obviously we beat them as we should at OT. Then it comes to PSG at home. Obviously, they they, they sort of, they knew they needed to come uh, and deliver the goods. And obviously, they had uh, Neymar doing the business. Uh, the problem that we had was the in game management. And we knew Fred was on a yellow and he was making rash decisions. And we knew, we, and as fans, it was like, as a manager, you got to take this guy off. You got to take this guy off. He, his head's gone. His head's gone. He's diving into challenges. He's already on a yellow they keep on, on, on the pitch, they take that risk, it doesn't pay off, and boom. And obviously Martial in that game, obviously Martial had a season to forget and he had a guilt-edged chance that he should have put away as well. So those are moments in a big game that, you know, if we take... He should, shouldn't have come to that because he should have dealt with Istanbul, uh, but we were there and we didn't deal with it. And then same way with um uh, Leipzig away, you know, we, we changed the formation, if I recall. Um, I think it was back. F- Do the back five? I think we're sure and Basaka's win backs. Um, change the formation. Uh, then they just blitz us. Absolutely blitz us with with those early goals. You had Mister Worldwide scoring. You know, <laughs> so it was just like raw. Like, and then obviously now we're three nil down, and we're trying to. We need to score three goals to go through. So again, man management decisions. But then again, I say man management. But then. Clearly, with the PSG game, he the first game he got his tactics right. So that's where it's hard with Oli because at sometimes you're like, "Wow, that was a masterstroke." Then other times, basics you feel you're thinking he's getting it wrong. So that's one where
1: time, not sometimes one time against PSG he adjusted in game and it was like, "Oh shit, he's actually yeah. learning something." But we saw that was an absolute fluke.
3: Well, since then he's not he's not shown that enough. So when else has he shown it? That well, not enough does equal not at all as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I believe versus
2: Leipzig, what he had done, he changed from from a diamond to a four two three one, and he had Rashford coming in off the right hand side, which was pretty good. Um, but it, it seems like with Oli, he has to have a plan in place, and if that plan doesn't work the way he thinks is going to work, he cannot adjust at all, and that's what happens. So like with even the PSG game where we won three one, that that was a game where everything went our way and everything went the way that he wanted it to go, and I, I kind of felt the same way with the two one where he knew he had the uh, Pogba joker, and to be able to change to a diamond and it, it worked very well. But when things aren't going well and he has to react, you've seen what happens with PSG and Leipzig. So it was it's a very it's very funny that those two games basically show the pros and cons of Oli tactically but it meant we were consigned to the Europa League and after that we had a draw versus Man City and then we would go on we we would go unbeaten for quite a while um did you think that Ollie deserves credit from getting us to a point where we felt like one game saved him to be in top after beating Burnley in mid January. So just to run through, beat drew drew City, beat Sheffield United, beat Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Aston Villa, and, and and Burnley. So Mariah, do you think um he he deserves credit for that run?
1: Yeah, well you have to give him credit as much as I would like not to. You have to. Um, the problem is that no point doing that run was I ever confident no point doing that wrong was I like oh yeah we're going into game thinking yeah we're gonna every game was like listen man anything can happen we were going into games really anyway let's speak for myself I was going into games expecting us to lose or draw and we were just
0: purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free see better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts Oh, oh.
1: We were coming out with wind week in week out and I really couldn't quite quantify or understand exactly what was going on. You have to give the manager some credit for that because he he built up the consistency, he built up the belief. We were going behind a lot of the games we were going behind a lot of the games and we were coming back and, and, and picking up wins. So you have to give the manager credit for giving the team that character to come back from, from the games. But yeah, I just, this is why it stills a head scratch. I can't quantify. Any other manager, we tell you at the end of the season, he finished second, he went the whole season unbeaten away from home. You'd be like, yo, like a few more a few more pieces and this should be a proper team. But when you actually watch the performances, you don't come away with that feeling. There's, there's something missing. Um, I just yeah, and it's why I can't really get behind the guy because I really don't know where his his management stops, the player's ability um starts. It's just so so hard to, to quantify. But that record is, is amazing.
2: So yeah, and then in what really consigned us to finishing second, we went on a run of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in seven games we won two one of them being the 9-0 drubbing of southampton the other we needed a uh, one of the best goals of our season pogba left foot in, in, into the corner against fulham and we drew versus liverpool arsenal everton west brom and we lost to the worst team in the league in sheffield united now I will, f- I will allow the Liverpool and Arsenal games. I wasn't happy, but I will allow it. The West Brom game, they were pretty decent against the big teams this season. The Sheffield United game, I need someone to talk me through it again because I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure what, what happened.
3: You're, you're, you're even nice to let them off with Liverpool game because. That was that game, yeah. I know we were Anfield, I know we're away from home, but they were a wounded beast.
1: They went on to lose six home games in a row after that game. We didn't go for it. That's it,
3: we had we didn't have the cojones to go for it. That was a game that you're like, you know what, you win that game, the belief in the team skyrockets because they are like, wow, we we can actually win this. Because before we were top, but I don't think the team were. We're like, like, can we really win this? We're like, oh, we're playing well. We've been on a good run. But now we're top. Now the pressure's on us. Because when you're winning games and you're second, the spotlight's not on you that much. But when you're top, people are like, can you actually you win a title? You beat Liverpool at Anfield, the, the reigning champions. That sends a big message out. And we didn't go for it. And they were shaky. And it just goes to show, when we were shaky, they came to OT and gave us 4-2. You know, that's what you do. When, when you see a wounded animal, you, you take them out. And they and that's what disappointed me. That's when I was like, okay, I don't think Oli I don't think he's ready for a title. When I saw that, I thought like, I don't think he's ready. Because you, you 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 pull out all the stops, you make sure you go there and you do the job. And then after that, maybe the, the belief in the players waned as well. And you, you can't there's no. it's unforgivable to lose at home to Sheffield United. You don't lose to the 20th team in the league, you don't lose to the worst team in the league at home. it's, it's that's unforgivable.
1: The goal we conceded, yeah. The goal we conceded to make it one nil. That's some of the worst defending I've ever seen in my entire life. I honestly, to this day, I still can't even understand what was going on.
2: But oh, let- where was that? The two-one when we kept trying to clear it out out the box. Was it, the
1: one, was it one for two-one?
2: Yeah, because the first goal was was the Haya being a bitch.
1: Okay, so it's the second goal. My bad. That yeah. was some of the worst. I've never seen it. That's comical. That's comical. Like it took about five aside football today on the timeline. That was five aside football, fam. i had never seen anything like that. Honestly, it was embarrassing. And you know what? Yeah, as bad as we played because of what I mentioned earlier, where we kept coming from behind. We weren't even really scared when it went 1 0 down. It was almost like, yeah, here we go. Another game where we'll go behind, and then it's the worst team in the league. We're going to turn it around and we're going to beat them. Um, and then we made it 1 1. I'm like, here we go. Less now. Nah, we're going to go and get the win. And then that's the goal we conceded. I remember, was Maguire's reaction slow, right? Maguire didn't close somebody down. Was Lindelof also ridiculous? No, no,
2: um, no, no. Um, Lindelof didn't play that game. What was out it who uh, was out injured and so was Bailly. So it was who Twanz- was playing that game. Matic and Martial, Twanzebi and Maguire were all at fault there. And I believe, did Tellers play that game? Um, I can't re- remember. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Tellers did play. Well, pinball yeah. defending. These guys are just hot potato. Just, they know what to do with the ball, kicking it anywhere. You I, I, You cannot lose to that team. Unforgivable. Un- genuinely, unforgivable. Unforgivable. Um, we can't win a league title if you're losing to a team like that at home. And as further, then the players
2: definitely don't believe at that point,
3: you know. It's,
2: so, it's done. so you, so you actually mentioned before that we were top for quite a while. We actually weren't. So we were top in, in a sense, because we had game games in hand. But it was after Burnley game where we actually were, did go top. So essentially, while we were top, we. Drew Liverpool in what at that point Liverpool was second. I believe like they they, they were our closest r- r- rivals. Were they? I thought City weren't City second then. I thought Liverpool like third fourth then times. No, uh, Liverpool was second because they just lost to Southampton. Okay, and that's that's the reason. That's what allowed us to go top. And City mm-hmm. had had loads of games in hand because they just had COVID, so they mm-hmm. had a lot to catch up. So then we there was a Fulham game where we just sneaked past. In game, another game, we went 1-0 one, one down and then does a Sheffield United game. Then afterwards, we had the Arsenal 0-0 and Cavani missed those two great chances. And then in the middle of that was the sensational 9-0 game, which is just Southampton whenever they go down to 10 men, it, it seems. And then I, I, and I, I say this knowing I've seen Leipzig, I've seen Villarreal, which we'll get onto later. The worst game of our season, the 3-3 free free versus Everton. And we go 2-0 up and then Pogba goes off injured. And Fresh <laughs> Fresh <laughs> enters the fray with a smile on his face. And Mariah, what is that a game that summed up? The fact that Solskjaer is in fact reliant on player quality.
1: The game was gone, mate. Um, Obviously, Pogba's, well, obviously Pogba played a deeper role in midfield. The first half, obviously, he was in close control, breaking up play, distributing the ball wide to the flanks, comfortable in possession. We were comfy. 2 0 up was looking like, yep, yeah, comfortable win against Everton again, a team who are one of the, the, the few teams in the league, bar the relegation side, who I've watched and felt we were better than. Um, Popper goes down at half time. Still thinking two 0 They're not particularly good. It's Fred, so they'll probably score. But we should still score. We should still see ourselves score um, another goal. He proceeds to spend the whole second half being a professional checkpoint for the Everton players, running past him like he's not even there. No presence, no solidity, no composure on the ball. Um, we we ended up we end up conceding two goals. Calvert Lewin scores one, and who scores the other one?
2: Calvin and James Rodriguez.
1: James, yep, yep, yep. James, he, he was playing. He was playing. Was he playing wide in the first half? And the game was really bypassing him. And they know so
2: he was, he was playing as, as a ten, and they were playing a diamond because they had Cavilluin and Richarlison. R- was that in as, the first yeah. half,
1: or was that in the second half they switched to diamond? I
2: think that was the first half. I, I, I
1: feel, feel like that. the first half bypassed him, and they switched yeah, yeah. The, it and I thought they switched. To a diamond in the second half, and he, when he was in the ten role, he would get more into the game. But well, I know it's the first half he wasn't there, and the second half he was there, grabbed his goal. Um, we bring on, and then we score again, like we like we were prone to doing. Like I said earlier, we always seem to get a goal even when things were looking bad. Um, and if you okay, we've we've managed to manage this uh, manage this one. You're a bit worried about Pogba but obviously, um, and then two David gives away a foul. Um, Oli, who hadn't used him for ages, bring um, who hadn't really used him. Um, he'd used him first in that Sheffield United game and he wasn't good. He hasn't, haven't got much reps and he brought him again on in crunch time for this game. Um, concedes the free kick. That's one thing. And then defend him for their goal to make it free, free. Obviously, bear in mind, I watched all these games on the discord. So every game, when you're going down, the guys are rooting and you're just having to be like, whatever, man, who cares? And then when we score, all right, what you say now, pussies, um, but that game, yeah. So that game when we went when it went 2 2, when we're tuning up, nobody on the Discord. Then it went 2-2, everybody came onto the chatting shit. You know, shit. I knew it. You could only last so long. Blah 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 blah. Then we went three, two up. Silence. Mm. I told you not. I knew we score again. We always get another goal. Don't go anywhere. Um, and then uh Seb stream was a bit ahead of our, everybody else's. And they take the free kick, and then I hear him go, "Oh no, they scored!" And my heart just sank. Mm. And then, like five seconds later, um, it, it it goes in, and that was, yeah, that was just that was uh, that was more heartbreaking than the severe result, honestly, because I had never really believed the twenty-one and twenty-one thing, um, because what I was seeing on the pitch wasn't matching the results. But eventually, the results were getting to a stage where like. You can't really ignore it. And I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I, I don't really believe in it, but let's see how we actually navigate this period of the season. Depending on how we navigate this period, I'll be able to con- confirm if we're actually serious or not. And who, who wouldn't want to be in a title race? It's been so long since we've been up there. We've been we've been in the mixer. So I kind of wanted Ollie to prove me wrong. Um, and then that, and then that was it. That A part of me died when they scored. Um, a part of me died. And that was probably, yeah, the, the season kind of, ended for me after back of that game and I was just kind of in autopilot for the rest of the season, man. I mean, you stole
2: the words right out of my mouth because I wasn't going to talk about the rest of the Premier League games. um We, we didn't lose again until we, until we faced Leicester in May. I mean, yeah. outside the Man, man City res- result, I- actually, Man City was good. Spurs away was the best moment of the season. For me, it was the best moment of the season um and it was probably the you say that uh ollie hasn't shown his tactical hand much that was probably the game where he showed it in the second half where he made the tactical switch to switched to a four a close four four two with bruno and with um bruno and pogba in like the wide left like the middle wing position pers- Per positions and he had Rashford then Cavani up top and it caused Tottenham all sorts of mayhem and and you saw Cavani get getting his winner Fred um, unfortunately scoring as well and then G- G- Green was scoring a goal to make it three one but yeah apart from that the Premier League was pretty much done from that Everton game so I'm not going to talk about it but um in the Europa League we had Sociedad we beat comfortably then we had Milan which was over the two legs, they probably shaded it, I believe. I think for all of the first games, they were the better team. The first half, they were probably the better team team as well. And then for 25 minutes after Pogba came on, because he just come back from his injury, he we were probably the better team. So out of 108 minutes, for 25 of it, we were probably the better team in that. Um, and then afterwards, we faced Granada in, in the quarterfinal made pretty, pretty simple meat of them. We faced Roma, um, beat them 6-2, and then the second leg was irrelevant. Then we get to the final, which we all know that we lost. Um, so just doing a quick sum up of the season, just so we could remember it, mm. all the games, I wanted to see, I wanted you to grade Oli on three things. Um, his tactical, his tactical, Naus, throughout, throughout the season, his squad management and his mentality he's inputted into the team. So we'll start off with the tactical Naus first. What w- would you grade it over the season considering what we've said and been through? Tactically, oh. That's
3: the thing. Sometimes you want to give him an eight. Sometime more time you want to give him like a sort of five.
2: You know what when 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 would you ever want to give Ollie an eight?
3: Like what the, the PSG game, obviously I know it's one game, I know it was 90 minutes, but no no one can tell me they went they obviously I know we we're gassing because we beat them uh we'd beat them, I think, the season prior. Um but no no one can tell me with the formal in anyone's expecting us to go there, right? And do do anything meaningful, you know. So the fact that we went then one 2 one, Axel was brought in. Um against obviously had the defense we had the defensive crisis them times, and Axel was brought in and sort of marshalled um Mbappe and uh Neymar that game. I thought, right, wow, Oli Olly knows what he's doing. Then he didn't see Axel uh hardly any uh any any time throughout the season after that, just used sparingly. Um and then, obviously, times where you expect him to push it, i.e. the Liverpool game, uh, PSG, uh, make tactical decisions um, in the PSG game the Champions League, the home, le- the home tie. You're like, come on, only man, Leipzig away. Then, you're, then you see stuff like that, you're thinking, come on, come on. So that's where I say five, man, because um, I think more, more often than not, he, he didn't show uh, that tactical now that we kind of would like to see um, and would sort of propel us further forward
2: before i go to mariah what do you think about the tactical progression from this eve, the season before to what we saw this season was there any did we regress or i, I don't... we've progressed
3: in the number of points we have gained but i don't know if that's down to these tactics
2: fair enough i mean mariah what are your thoughts on it
1: um, tactically, um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned across 50, 60-odd games, you mentioned, like, what, half a dozen times when he he, he kind of sh- um um shone in, in that regard. Um, but for me, tactically, like a four, um, yeah, I just didn't like the four. I don't like a four, two, three, one anyway in terms of formation, the passing angles that it gives you um, – Against against opposition, especially when the majority of teams are using a four-three-three, um, it just uh, and especially with the way certain people implement it. So you've got Bruno, who kind of tends to leave the midfield um, open with his pressing, which leaves gaps in beta- gaps in behind. Um, yeah, so four. um he, he he did adjust things at certain times, um, which was cool. But generally, we're not a team that I see set up well tactically. Um, yeah. It,
2: it, it, it's not good Alright And um, in terms of squad management Mariah, what do you
1: Oh god, mm-hmm. even worse Three <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait,
2: wait
1: So wait, 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 wait wait.
2: Okay, so with squad management I'm going to Give you i have going to give context You have to remember This was a COVID season Yep, that
1: makes with...
2: it worse yep, well. <laughs> It was a COVID season in which we actually managed to keep our best players relatively fit. I mean, by fit, I mean
1: what? It, I
2: mean they played football. I know Rashford has been injured since two thousand oh, and seven.
1: Marshall, Bruno was on fumes for the back end of the season. Harry Maguire injured. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. He worked. He worked them guys like dogs, man. He worked them like absolute dogs. Talk about mm. the. Same- position. yeah. You've got a talent like Zebe, He played against PSG, did really, really well. We barely got to see him again in the season. Mm. Still, off to This season, we still don't know what we have in Axel Tuanzebe. Obviously, I know he's not always fit, but he definitely was not used as much as he could have been used. Marcus Rashford has ran that kid into the ground for the last 18 months. He's ran him into the ground for the last 18 months. Obviously, again, I know we don't have the necessarily have the best options, but... This is where you're a manager. This is where your ability to coach your team and put your players in positions to be successful means that you don't have to just rely on players who have certain attributes until the wheels fall off. Um, Pogba, uh, I'm starting to get worried that he's actually just injury prone, generally speaking. He seems to miss a bit of every season now. Last two or three seasons in a row, he had some sort of injury. Uh, Bruno saves all his life, essentially, Um and he'd play him even in games. He'd play him even in games where he clearly needed to be resting. Games we had nothing to play for, and it was yeah. clearly an need to rest him. He'd still start Bruno. So I think Bruno managed Oli, if if I'm being honest with you guys. Um, so yeah, in terms of squad utilization, poor, poor, poor. Fred and McTominay were mainstays in the midfield. Poor, poor, poor. Um, just poor, man. It's absolutely <laughs> dire. Sorry, that was poor three. <laughs>
2: Um, Michael, Eddie
1: Nah,
2: I, I can't advance from three
3: he He's got his first 11 and he sticks with it Like even games where you're like We're just dying to see a bit of Donny van der Beek Man, like we're pleading Let's just see a bit of squad rotation Nah, nah, he's got his first 11 Mata, I forgot, sometimes I forgot even played for Man United You know, so players like A lot of the fringe players should be asking themselves Should they even want to play for this club? You know, because he, he he's not going to use you He's really not going to use you, and um, yeah, he's poor lack of faith in the players that aren't in these first eleven, and that means that we don't get to see them, not, or nor know, or know uh, what they're about. The only the only time he really used the squad was with the goalkeeping situation, when he will be rotating Henderson and De Gea, uh, De Gea. So otherwise, he wouldn't even really utilize the squad uh, like that. So yeah, he needs to be, he needs to trust his squad more. That's definitely saying you can't win a you you can't we we get to all these finals, or these semi-finals, or whatever you want to call it, and we're not competing because he don't usually squad. Uh, trust and believe Pep Guardiola, who won won a
2: league title and the league cup this year. He trusts his squad. Fair enough. Um, lastly, going to come to mentality, and then afterwards we're going to we'll talk about the future in terms of all those three three things and what we will what we would like to see. Yeah, um, this
1: is this is torture, man! Fucking hell, like, <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> brother. So, um, yeah, in terms of me- mentality, what do you think of sosha So, it seems like we are able to fight our way out of bad situations, but when we're on un- when we're under top team pressure, we seem to crumble because we saw a big regression in our form against the top six this season i believe we so we had two wins versus man city and spurs after after we had been out of the title race i believe we had four draws and four losses if i remember correctly or maybe five five draws and three because you lost to spurs um spurs arsenal and Liverpool, and i think those were the three we lost but then we, we drew five Um, In terms of mentality, what are are I giving them out of 10 for this season?
1: If there's one thing this team has, it's mentality. And that's what's kept them in a job. I have to give them an 8 out of 10. Um, I won't give them anything higher than an 8 out of 10 because um, they also bottled it in the Europa League final. Um, Like you said, we weren't top we weren't actually top for very long. And when we had opportunities to actually solidify that position, we also bottled those. We managed to also bottle another semi-final, bottled the FA Cup um, quarter-final as well um, against a Leicester side who up onto then, we hadn't lost to in a, in a while. So um, I think off the back of the amount of comebacks we made, we have to say the team does have um, good, good mentality, strong mentality. But there, there's something missing. In, in regards to
2: that. So I can't really go higher than an, an
1: eight. Michael,
3: agree? Uh, I'll probably give it a seven, but I do agree with the sentiment. Like, uh, they definitely do, when they go down, they don't look, they don't always look phased. They they have a belief in themselves that look, all right, we've got to go down and right, let's start playing. It's unfortunate that it takes them to go go down to wake up and realize they're in a football match. And that's something that Ollie and the coaching staff need to definitely address. We don't need to be conceding goals to realise we're in a match. Um because sometimes you always can't equalize a lot Leipzig away. Um but uh the, the reason I don't want to give him a Tyson Rice because as you when it comes to crunch time, we're not we're not we're okay being an underdog uh sometimes, or you know, we go go down and we can come out, but when it's when it's time to take the front foot we were found wanting and I think that that's the issue uh that and that's what that's where I think definitely on the off season that's where Oli needs to be sort of dividing plans to sort of make the team I guess stronger and more aggressive in that sense you know
1: I don't even blame them because when you get sent out there on the vibes thing, what would you expect? they fucking know they're frauds. They know they're the worst <laughs> second place finishing team in fucking Premier League history. So I don't blame them that when they come up against a real team, they're like, oh, shit, we actually have to do something now. We've been exposed. Still no excuse to lose to Sevilla, though. And then they'll still chuck up a win against, randomly just chuck up a win against, man. Why do that? Just lose to Man City. Don't chuck up it. Don't, mm, chuck
3: don't it. give it us hope like that. Don't give us hope.
1: Loss, in the midst of a loss to Sheffield United, that despicable draw with West Brom, the despicable draw with Everton. Like, who are you guys, man?
3: That's the question. Who is this team? And and that's, <laughs> the, that's the difficult thing, because that, that, that win against Man City gives you hope. Like, rah, you fully went to the Champions-Elect and you beat them 2-0 on their own patch. At what? Like, what well, you can do that so if you can do that you you invariably should be able to beat any other team in the league home or away so when you don't see that every game then that's when the questions are asked and it's it's, it's, a, it's a mentality thing you know? um but then again they they can come back from uh I don't know
2: that's that's the thing that, that that's what big question mark around this team. Um, So I mean, I aggregate. I, I, I was aggregating all your scores, and uh, you see, both seem to come to the conclusion that it was he's f- been five out of ten this season. Would you agree? That, by the way, that that is heavily weighted towards the <laughs>
1: mentality. Yeah, I said five or six when I, we did this thing. So yeah, I'll fine with that. You can you can suck that last point, man. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's let's leave it at that so
2: going in going towards the future out of those three what is the area that you really want to see the most import like the most progress
1: Well, the three areas again
2: tactical squad management and mentality tactics which is which is funny because it wasn't the lowest score but (laughs) i mean in terms of, like...
1: The, listen, the squad, the squad, to a certain extent, like Michael mentioned Man City, and yeah, Pep does have confidence in them, but his squad is much deeper. He could probably field two solid... He could field one amazing Premier League side, and even with his backup players, he probably field another side that finishes in the top half of the table. Um, with Oli, not, he's not necessarily got that same... Not, not necessarily. He hasn't got that same amount of depth. So being able to get more out of those players that he has, I think is, is the priority for now. Um, and then once he, we've seen that he's maximized them in that regard, then we can add add players to. Obviously we're linked with some quality players on the continent at the moment, so that should help with the, the squad management issue anyway. But yeah, I think, and probably that's why I'm more looking at the tactical side, because I can see us bringing in two or three players, um, but the tactical side, is that even if we bring in those two or three players, if, if if we're not able to match up with these with these top managers um, consistently, um, then we're in trouble. I think a lot of the time people come into game against us just thinking it's a it's a jolly up to be honest. Um, you think Pep really sits there and thinks about oh how am I gonna how am I gonna stop Oli man? <laughs> yeah, you know the three, <laughs> three centre backs and the two midfielders are so close. <laughs> <laughs> <they're so> Why? <laughs> and, <they're so> <laughs> and they're not gonna oh they play so so. You think he asks him about oh Oli like? <laughs> Bruno
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah just
1: yeah just is in it so i think that that is just damning like we, we didn't have a plan to we couldn't devise a plan to break down a a, a, a villa side who were there for the taking who wanted to be who wanted to be bro- broken down um that to me is is the most damning when i watch us week in week out the players leaning on the same players to 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 the the, the extent that he does, I understand. And also, I think if the tactical side was better, he wouldn't then have to lean on the same players so much because then he could rely on his tactical nows to get more out of the poorer players. Having better players with a manager who still doesn't necessarily know what to do with them, Recipe the rest people, well, not disaster because it seems top four is his, his level. But yeah, he's taking us nowhere fast. Like at the end of the day, he's a club icon if Oli could be the guy to bring us back into the big time, we'd all be so happy to see it, because he's been part of some of our best childhood memories. Um, so when we're here criticising him and stuff, there's no pleasure taken in it. In it, And if you could turn around and be a manager could prove me wrong, and I'd be sitting here in a year from now and say, I was wrong, and Oli was the guy, and look what he'd done for us, I'd be I'd be smiling when I said that. Um, mm. But I just don't see it. Um...
2: Funnily enough, in terms of squad management, if you look at the signings from last summer, I mean, Pelletri went out alone and he wasn't really around the first team anyway. Ahmad was in and out as well. But really and truly, even Cavani with his injuries and the fact that he was barely fit for like, the first half of the season, all of those signings were essentially depth. And essentially, the fact that he was given more depth and he still didn't rotate, because we saw this at the end of last season as well, where he kept flogging the same players. And we also saw this as an interim manager, where all our players were dropping like flies. Remember Lind- Lindgaard, Herrera, Matic, like even um, who else? Uh, even Rashford, Martial, like they were dropping like flies. So this this is this is the third time we've seen this. So given the fact that we essentially signed depth and the squad management didn't get any better, isn't that a bit more concerning for for, for you than the tactics, which we know there might not be an improvement, but with better squad options, there was still, there was probably a regression in the squad management, and especially in in a COVID year, isn't that more concerning?
1: Alright, cool. So um, let, let's let's think of the, these players. So, Damien, <clears throat> I the one that st- stands out is Donny Van Der Beek. He's definitely um, a player who should be getting first team minutes. But when you compare how he plays to how uh, a Bruno plays, who Oli as direct replacement, to me, uh, from Oli's perspective, I understand why he doesn't play. Bruno literally puts numbers on the board. The football that Donny wants to play is not the football that the team plays. It's not the football. Oli's Football, volleyball, if you want to call it that, is very dependent on individuals going out to do individual t- things. While Donny's played very much about combining with teammates, getting into places where the opposition don't want it, him to get into, and teammates being aware of, of that and getting him the ball. So he's relying on like a Fred and McTominay, I guess a Pogba if he's playing. So I understand why Donny van de Beek didn't play. Um, Cavani, yeah, we got <coughs> good minutes out of Cavani, I guess more more so towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Tuanzebe again is somebody I thought he should have played more because we still need his sort of profile or what his profile promises to be. Uh, besides somebody like Maguire, um, and it's always great to have an academy lad playing for the team. us was shit. Tellers was absolutely. <laughs> I'm not surprised that he didn't play very much considering that Luke Shaw has uh, established himself, off for, for based on last season's play, one of the best left backs in the in the in the league. Um, Matic, legs are gone. Um, I think you can use Matic in a 4 3 3, and you can use him in some games, but uh, you know what the premise is like. If your team is not well structured, um, which we weren't for the majority of the time, having a midfielder who can be bypassed like like that potentially leaves you in trouble. But then again, the, the, the other option is Fred, who runs around and doesn't provide any protection. Um, who, who else can I think of who, who Daniel James? Come on, we're not going to use Daniel James, are we? Um, Brandon Williams, we're not gonna use Brandon Williams again, another player who's shit. Um like the squad is not that good. Like I, I mentioned those players and really the only ones that I look at a name and I think they really should have played more Donny, Tuanzebe, and yeah, Matic, I'd give him more games because um because he's better than Fred. Um and Mata. Matter Europa League, probably, yes. But again, he's a player that you want him to play centrally and you want him to to link up with players. And he's a player who's technically assured and will pick up the right positions. Even the goal threat that he had, it's not really there anymore. And most of his damage is from the penalty spot um, at, this, at this point in his career. So, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But I understand for what he was trying to do and how reliant he is on individuals to just go out there and do it. I can see why, yeah. Um, so I feel like for him to come away from being so reliant on individuals mm-hmm. and be a manager who's able to get the most out of footballers, generally speaking, like a good manager is supposed to do, get the best out of the players you've got. And regardless of their ability, he has to improve tactically. Um, otherwise, it's going to be the same. He'll he'll need individuals. So you're, again, you're looking at a Jadon Sancho to come in. But if... Like everybody's a lot of people. Well, everybody, a lot of people, hypothesizing that if we use him from the right, we're not going to see that much uh, that much quality out of him, especially if he's playing with Wan Bissaka. Um, what does he do then? What does Olly do then? That just means Jadon Sancho probably won't thrive. While a manager who's got a bit more tactical now will put him into positions for him to to, to do well. Um, which, despite him not necessarily playing on his favoured side, is not beyond the realms of possibility for him. Still combining with Wamba Saka and still playing from the right. So yeah, I, I'll stick with tactical, um, just because it's it's so um, so much of a bugbear for me.
2: And in terms of mentality, uh, one thing I thought of is: Do you think losing so badly in the league and then losing in the Europa? Would it will add a bit of fire to to the players, or do you think it's not going to do anything much? Uh,
3: they were they were putting up all these posters, uh, not posters, pics on Instagram after the, their tears and how upset and hurt they were, and you never know nowadays whether that's just talk uh, or or if that's just PR or whether they actually mean it. Um, They should, I think they should feel embarrassed that they couldn't put away Villarreal because if you can't put away the team that's 7th in La Liga, what's going to happen when you come against, when you come against the Barca, Barcelona's and the Real Madrid's the teams that you need to be taken on to win the Champions League? Obviously, I don't think Champions is even in our realm. Um... But it's the competition the, the, the club's gonna be competing in next year. And if we need to, and at the very minimum we should be making the group stage, uh making the knockout stages of the competition. So I don't know if it will hurt them as much as it should, but I hope that they are very embarrassed by what happened.
2: Hopefully, hopefully. Um I mean, there's actually not much to say about Solskjaer because I mean he is really just vibes. So the fact that we managed to get an hour out that is impressive. But I mean, there's a, f- there's, there's a few bits of news that I've seen on the timeline today that I thought might as well discuss. I mean, we're getting closer to Southend apparently. I mean, that's what all, all I'm gonna say about that because they said that last year as well. So I'm not gonna get as excited. And something I just saw right now, apparently we have put in a second offer of 25 million euros for Trippier um and that sounds concerning but it's from a shit source but um apart from that there's not there's been not much united news um and um i mean if you have if you both have a- anything to say on the two bits of news that just recur every single day
3: i, d- I don't get the trip is going to be 31 in september what what's
1: the <laughs> logic you know, like the two bits of news I every single day. <laughs> no, it's, it's,
3: not, it's not even news. So use another <laughs> word for news because it's not it's not news.
1: It's uh,
2: not- every <laughs> single fucking day, bro. It's, it's Obviously, unfair.
1: with the Sancho stuff, the word on the street is that it's um only an 11 million difference, I believe, as the last I saw. Um essentially yeah. the main issues still come from the fact that they want more of it up front than we are willing to give necessarily. Um, which makes sense. Obviously, everybody knows that in comparison to most clubs, we haven't been hit as badly um, by COVID and everybody knows the financial monster that um, Ed Woodward has created. Um, but listen, just give them the money. Let's just get the player in and let's just get it done and let's focus on our next targets. In terms of Trippier, like they're going to get him. Like you like you said in the last pod, Elijah, if it wasn't for him getting the gambling band, we would have got him in um, in January of last year. So just whatever, just getting Trippier. Um, and now I just need us to get a, a, a central slash defensive midfielder. Um, and uh, if, yeah, uh, yeah, central slash defensive midfielder and ideally a, a central back partner for Harry Maguire and get some players out as well.
2: Oh uh, yeah, there was um, news about Heaton doing his um, medical... Um, but that's just because Grant and Mar- Romero are leaving. That's that. That's not specifically linked to whether Henderson or De Gea is going to go. Um, there was some more Glazer stuff today. They they released all the details of the fan fan forum we talked about last week. Which, I mean, it wasn't. There was not much else in there. There was some stuff about um what Pogba and Ahmad did in the last home game of the season. But I'm not going to get into that. Um, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I'm gonna say about that one. Um, but um yeah.
1: <laughs> wise, wise decision, brother. <laughs>
2: I I know where my bread is brother. I know where my bread's spots But um yeah, I mean that's what we got for this week. Make sure to use the hashtag talk about it. Um bring us your own ratings of Oli this season. Personally, for me, I would give him I mean, for Ollie, um, I think, I'm not sure he could do better. But, I mean, for United, I'll give him a four or five out, out of ten. Break it down from
1: three sections. So, tactical, squad management and mentality. What would your scores be?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, doing it in my head now, it's probably going to be a four out, out of ten. So, <laughs> yeah, I what, think four- tactical... No, no no so tactically i think i'm gonna give him a three i the i would have given him a four but we've actually regressed from what we saw during post lockdown we look at we do we look at worse team tactically squad management i'm going to give a two i think it was a disgrace what he'd done to and the beak even by like eat like even by i think this is the most fit he has been since he's joined the club and he Barely featured, so I feel that was very poor. I feel like Brandon Williams. I mean, we basically tried to flog Wambasaka until we died, and I don't know why. I mean, players need a rest, players need a rest. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're just going throughout the team. Even it got to a point with Lingard where he didn't, he wasn't even using him at all, and then somehow James snuck his way back in. I think it was so poor, and then for. Mentality. I'm gonna give it a six because at the end of the day, coming back from behind against crap teams, well done. You shouldn't shouldn't be going behind in the first place. But then at the top level, that's that's where for me you get your sevens and your eights. That's what that's where you show that you are a top club. And we can't we. As soon as it gets a bit difficult, we wither. I mean, you've got these players like Bruno who loves to shout and stuff like that. But when it gets a to top level, the bad crap crum- crumbles. He's nowhere to be seen. It's a bit, it's a bit perf, perfect, really. So, yeah, I mean, altogether, that's 11 out of 30. So, like, that's just below a four. I was not impressed with his performance at all this season. So, yeah, I mean, I think da- that,
1: that. I mean, mean I, 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 I ain't mad at you.
2: <laughs> I mean, I've, I've not been impressed with this guy since he stepped through the door, but for how unimpressed i am i like him far more than i should and that's simply because he's smart is, he, and...
1: is he the best of so of all the managers that we've gotten so far would you say for you he's that uh, since fergie would for you is he been the best
2: he's been the best because he's just used common sense and that is that oh. is generally it? he's just used common sense and he's not tried to fight the players. And that is the main Damn. reason why... That's the main reason why he has the, moment, the mentality of, of the players because they continually will do it for him because they respect him and he has he has supported them. And that's it. But that is just common sense. I'm not going to be... Do you,
1: do you respect that, yeah? Or you're just yeah. saying, what, just... He's just no. not
2: being an idiot. I mean, t- to be honest, I actually do respect it because to come into a job and then, like you could be wrapped up and try to impose yourself too much but he has done what he, he can do and i respect it but i mean just because i respect it doesn't mean I, it's not competent so no i mean that's it for, um, for me. yeah, so yes yeah, if you have any complaints that were too negative i was gonna use a prof of Annie, but it's fine um yeah um, I, hope you in, I hope you enjoyed it. Come yes. with your own... let's know.
3: Let's know. Come with yeah, your, own, no, no, come with
2: your own assessments. Come with your own ratings. Of course, I know you're going to complain, but at the end of the day, I don't mind because I've got my Tom Pack today. To I don't care that he plays for my club.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we won. We won. <laughs> we won. All right, that's All right. All
2: right, easy. <laughs> Peace.
0: Rashford is in here he scores Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder and it's a lad from Manchester who scores only chance in my team like man you we're trying to get in again thank you that's a bit of shampoo. I let my squad might bang board, right, over only chance in my do, team no, like no. Man you. Yeah like Man U
1: Man mm, oh, mm. It defies description
0: How about so- Martial is isolated Skirtle here the bars uh, Slap one Slap two that she danced uh, uh, Like Rashford I'm a fast one Thank you man. Bars in my head Like shampoo Violate my squad Might bang you Only champs in my team Like man you Yeah like man you Thank you man. Bars in my head Like shampoo Violate my squad Might bang you Only champs in my team Like man you Yeah like man you